Welcome to episode 17 of the Island Green, a uh, gorgeous day out there today. I'm Len, there's Nick, and there's Ben, and we're here. Hello. Um, it's like, hot. It, what a day, boys. Anybody, oh. anybody play today? No? no? Hit balls of Belvedere. No. Ran into Carzy. Yeah? Talked about uh, the weekend and this coming weekend, so we can talk about that little chat later, but... He just hit some balls over there. Yeah. Jamie Moran was teaching seven hours in a row, 12 till 7, every hour had a lesson on the go today. God. <laughs> I'd rather be Sleepy Hollow. That's one way to... No wonder he enjoyed himself so much a couple of weeks ago when we ran out of the Island Green. Jeez. Guy doesn't get uh, too many days off. That's good, though. That's good. Golf is uh, on the upswing. I was up at uh, Fox Meadow there hitting a few balls, and once again, range completely full bunch of kids uh all over on the uh practice green area and i mean all i could do really was putt and, and hit a few balls because everything was people everywhere is typically the range there busy every night like that yes if it's nice like it, it i'm sure they would talk next time we talk to trevor he'll say the same thing but it's like from morning till evening it's crazy busy which is great that's unreal i have yet to hit a range ball this year and I can guarantee you from now until October, <laughs> I will not be hitting a range ball. <laughs> well, uh, that's one way to keep the game sharp. Um, just raw talent, so I don't need to hit range balls. Actually, once we get into the Anderson Creek Open, I was just thinking my worst round was when I did hit range balls. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that uh, could be something there. I used to have a superstition I wouldn't hit range balls before tournament rounds. Really? Did me a good. Did I'm me shocked good. you had a superstition <laughs> of some sort. <laughs> so we get to the tournament like an hour early. Everyone's hitting range balls, and I just stand we'll over by the watch them. Yeah, stand over by the <laughs> range or go inside the clubhouse and wander around. And was like, "When you up?" I said, "Oh, ten o'clock." Like, and hit some. Like, I don't believe in hitting range balls before a tournament <laughs> oh, round. <God>. Nick, <laughs> Nick Frid only makes right turns driving to stand <laughs> Surprised I can get there. Don't mess with the streak. Uh, so. Well, let's get into it. Let's get into the last weekend. Um, let's talk. Um, actually, before we do that, we've got Steven Anderson coming on a little bit later on, which uh, I'm super pumped about because uh, oh, he's just having a great old time over in New Brunswick here. While uh, yeah, is he like time. retired? What's going on with that guy? I don't. <laughs> we'll get he's into living, it. Living every golfer's dream. <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, we'll get into him uh, in a little bit. But uh, yeah, let's talk about the big weekend past. Um, huge weekend, actually. The uh, Anderson Creek Open. Yep. Um, Ben, uh, start with you since you basically organized the whole damn thing. How'd it go? Great weekend. Uh, a lot of fun. Uh, weather cooperated. You know, little northwest wind there a little bit. It was a little chill, but... Uh, it wasn't be- that windy all it was, weekend. It was great. Yeah. Blue yeah. skies. Uh, very good field. Like, all in all, I was very happy with the competition. Um, some good scores. Some needs improvements. But uh, I think it was a great weekend. Uh I know maybe, Len, you could let me know how, how things were on your end as being one of the competitors. Oh, well, <clears throat> yeah, okay. Well, I, I will say that uh, I loved every second of it, uh, and that's not just because you're sitting right across the uh Blowing smoke up here. Here. No, I mean, you know, but, but again, like I'm relatively new to tournaments, so, you know, it's one of those things where you, you go and, and just sort of you, you kind of realize these little things, you know, how easy it was to get in and... You get registered, and you got uh, Dan and Ferg there, you know, getting you registered, and you get, uh, God, I grabbed a towel, and I grabbed, you know, a couple of first tee type 
type stuff and um and then and then it was off all the balls i could could hit there and you know you know three hours early if you wanted to and pace of play okay for the pace of play was exceptional actually we really good we had uh, groups coming in at 355 and it's really hard to believe like for uh uh, competition you usually kind of get up over the four hour mark for sure so i was really happy there was you know always a hiccup here and there but for the most part i can't complain I, one bit i can't imagine you had too many like you wouldn't have had any complaints over the weekend no it was great and, like, and i find like the real telltale is whenever we have members and guests going out after a tournament yeah they went out and without a hitch they were on time no issues pace was good you know we had a beverage cart out both days which always keeps everyone happy yep and uh, no, like it was a fun weekend. I enjoyed uh, enjoyed the you know following the competition and you know Probably seeing all everybody f- again too. Like just, yeah, you know, it was first, great. First you know time. you know uh, Saturday morning was was fun. Just chewing the cud with all the guys because there's you know you can feel a little bit of nervous energy out of some of the guys. And, totally. And it was nice. Everyone seemed to be happy with their pairings and and um, yeah, I can't complain. It was tight too. Like all four divisions were. You know, came down kind of into the down to the wire. Other than that one, yeah, uh, one Dave Shellington seemed to be running hot. Yeah, uh, it was close second. Dave. Yeah, <laughs> he, he, got, he got. Yeah, he just barely nipped second place. But the, the good thing too, like you know, it might not have been the tightest finish, but Shelley had a great weekend and great scoring, and oh. it was, that was fun to see too. Um, yeah, I got. Uh, I don't know about the whole pairing and how about thing. You running hot pairing thing. Yeah. I know. Kathy eh? came. She came in bouncing the first morning. I was like trying to shake the cobwebs from Friday night, and <laughs> Kathy came in bouncing. I was like, "Dave's gonna be running hot with that caddy like that." She's fired up. Well, one for one. Uh, I sent a message out after the first round, like ten players within six shots, and then, like I said, at Anderson Creek, going low, someone could post a number. So yeah. even a guy five, six, seven shots back what goes did he shoot? puts a low number. Sixty nine first. Sixty was he sixty nine? Or seventy for Shelley no, first Car- day. Carzy. Oh, Carzy Car- was two. Oh, un- sorry, Carzy was two under. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, first day, I think Shelley was seventy-five. No, it was second. Dave Shellington? Yeah. No, he wasn't seventy-five. No, he was 69. 69. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. okay. So yeah. I was right. Yeah, sixty-nine. Then he followed it up with a seventy-two. And yeah, smooth. Nipped by what seventeen? Yeah, <laughs> something like that. And um, yeah, it was nice. You know, uh, Jack Taylor. She's uh, on staff with us at the golf course, and she's going down down south to play collegiate golf uh in the fall and i was happy to see uh, her result uh kind of came from behind and nipped uh, our veteran myrna Millar there so yep. it was uh it was good all around um how's so, your experience len uh it well i mean <laughs> so you got te- teamed up with uh brody brody ward and nevin dunfield i think i said his right last name right um who just moved back yeah uh, good buddy of yours right? yeah big time yeah yeah and uh anyway what awesome guy yeah he's really really awesome guy and a hell of a player yeah we i think he, he basically powered the course to death and then um, me and brody kind of struggled a little bit um coming right out of the gates but um yeah i i wasn't good the first day i shot an 81 which i think was at least tied for last if not last place um which <laughs> I, I've told everybody this, so I might as well tell everybody that listens. Uh, and this is a life lesson, and this is a lesson I will not repeat. Um, <laughs> I had a, another tournament. It was a tournament with the boys on Friday night, the night before the Anderson Creek Open. And it was out in Brudenell. Drinks were being had. It was. It's called the BBG. It stands for the Big Belly Golf Tour. Nice. And um, anyway, we the, the, a bunch of them stayed out there, um, which is the best time. 
and uh, we played Brudenell in a little six, six, and six. Anyway, long story short, um, after it was all done, my buddy Kent Butler looks at me and he's half snapped and he's like, "Come on, let's go play some more golf." And then, of course, I was playing pretty good, so I'm like, "Yeah, yeah okay, let's go play some more." We ended up, I ended up playing 38 holes. Nice. And um, anyway, this is not an excuse. It kind of is for me, but the next day, I just completely ran out of gas, mm-hmm. and uh, I think I was three over in the front, and then I just, you know, just ran out of gas, couldn't put a swing together on the back nine. But none of us were really that good that, that first day. So anyway, that was fine. Um, you know, rested up, nice night, came out the next day, yesterday, or sorry, Sunday, and shot uh, 75, which I was which I was happy with. Yeah. Um, what I did find... It, 75 uh, would be, you know, looking at the leaderboard right now, that'd be one of the better scores on, on yeah, it was Sunday. Pretty, yeah, I, I, I noticed that too, which I was kind of surprised at um, because when I asked asked all around you know i was there for a while because i just love the atmosphere afterwards and of course the clubhouse there is unreal and drinks are flowing and i was asking them like you know everybody seemed to had missed a couple of really short putts i know that for for me um i missed one like a foot and a half just stupid on day one but then on day two i missed i think two or three um just couldn't get comfortable like just maybe nervous energy i don't know but Kind of Everybody the, was there. First tournament of the season, too, right? So sometimes yeah. you're, yeah, you know, not used to a little, sh- them in little the, in shaky. The like a lot of them. Let's put it this way: a lot of those would have been like knockback. Yeah, gimmies, exactly. You know what I mean? And those are the ones that uh, end up, you know. But every it was it was crazy. Everybody that I talked to had a couple of those, yeah. or like at least one. I can't get over the performance that Brody uh, McGregor put in on on Sunday. Like exceptional golf like you know the course was set up you know fair but it was tough in in a lot of spots and Mm -hmm. he got it cooking man like that's impressive golf i've never met brody before and i've seen his name over leaderboards for Mm -hmm. years and years and then on sunday i'm trying to follow kind of on twitter you put the update out and after nine holes on the second day it had mark still at minus one so he was one over on the front and then a couple other in behind and then a couple hours later, I see a picture of Brody holding the trophy in the leaderboard, and Cars, he, he had a bad back nine, he said, two two bad holes, I think he said. Yeah. I'll uh, let you know what happened there. Okay, because... Brad he, Gallant showed up. That's oh, what happened there. Yeah. yeah. He showed up, started following him around. Cars, he t- for, fell apart. Is he, I mean, is you know, he bad luck? Yeah, Brad, Brad is bad he's luck. He's obviously not good luck. <laughs> What's the Grim Reaper? That's Brad whenever he shows up. <laughs> No, did he, Kars- did he threaten to fight him or something yeah, if he like won that. the tournament? Something like that. I'm sure Carsey's a competitive guy, and I and seen him at the at the bar or whatever. He was still smiling and stuff like that, and he, he didn't have the back nine that he wanted. Oh, but, uh, I had Carsey my staff, uh, Calcutta, too. Was, did you? Uh, oh, yeah. I was feeding him. Uh, I had these uh, off-brand protein bars. I was feeding him all weekend trying to get him sparked up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he was your, he was your dog there on, yeah, on yeah. this show, too. Yeah. yeah last week, you, you had picked him. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, it was... It was very uncharacteristic, and uh, I, <laughs> I still think he's gonna. And I think too, like I don't know, Kersey did get a. I, I'm just trying to remember. I think Kersey got a couple updates that Brody was rolling hot too, so mm-hmm. maybe whenever you're starting to falter and someone else is mounting a big charge, it's kind of like the momentum swinging a little bit too. You start digging a little deeper into yeah. trying to get it going, but. Hats off to Brody. What a performance. And a great guy. I like Brody a lot. Uh, he's, you know, always supported our, our events at uh, Anderson's Creek and Green Gables. And, so and said uh, that was like his first, like, PEIGA win. Yeah, I think so. You know, he, he's done really well at the uh, – I, I remember at the amateur at Green Gables maybe two or three years ago. Um, 
be the year before Eagles Glen. Yeah, he had a really strong finish there as well. And he always performed well at, at the Anderson's Creek Open. You know, uh, Chrissy McGregor was the first uh, first Anderson's Creek Open champion, so it was nice to see Brody get his uh, name on the trophy now. And and a thousand dollar first prize. Uh, Unreal! I was so jealous there. Yeah. I, I yeah, that was that was nice. What man. I, I enjoyed watching Brody like so he was in I think maybe the fourth last group like he came from behind like oh brody was yeah like he was only a few groups behind us yeah basically so it was he was sitting there i could just like watching them like i enjoyed watching as the groups would come in and you know it'd be like okay check that group off they didn't catch him check the next group off they didn't catch him i, I enjoyed watching that and um and he, he keeps a very good demeanor but i was i noticed uh i was up on 15t as brody and his group were coming up um to play on 15 green and then on 16 anyway i know brody was cooking along but then made a little hiccup on 14 and 15 anyway his uh, girlfriend or whatever was caddying for him the day before but she couldn't make it on sunday i said well that's why you're cooking hot you left left the girlfriend at home <laughs> he's got no stress today just cooking along seven under through 13 well no, that's what you no when issue. you came out i don't know if you remember but you saw me we were going up 17 yeah, exactly up and and you said uh, the boys are tearing it up and i'm like well, wow what are they what are they doing yep. and you said brody seven under through 13 and i pardon yeah hello <laughs> i said i, I said I, I thought Actually, I thought the course was a little easier on Sunday, personally. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I didn't. <laughs> I didn't see that. That's um, crazy. And T. Gavin was rolling hot. He had it four under through the same amount of holes. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, Tice is the best. Like what I love about Tyson is he is always the same mood, making double bogeys <laughs> or four under. He's the same person. Same. And he was texting. So Connor Shea was working in the pro shop, and Tice was texting after every hole an update to connor like who's doing that when you're four under yeah yeah you know yeah, that's yeah. the type of yeah. guy tice is he doesn't care and yeah. that's why he's probably such a good player he just swings hard and not freely. even thinking about it exactly yeah. oh well yeah no there's definitely some truth to that definitely. so it, it was impressive it was a great sunday and um uh dan martell took down the first division i was really happy for dan he's a great guy supported the bear all weekend so uh I like uh, I like the Martell <laughs> boys. Um, he had the bright colors on, didn't he? He's uh, definitely. I don't know if you could see him behind that beard, man. Like, geez, Danny. <laughs> I like what he's putting out there, and uh, they stayed out on the North Shore, which I was happy to see, supporting uh, some local uh, accommodations. So yeah, there's some others that stayed out at the cottages yeah, too. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, I know. make weekend out of it. Yeah, Big exactly. Time. Big time. Speaking of making a weekend out of it, the other event that was going on, the um, early bird. Oh, before we go into the early bird, I want to talk about the skins. Okay. Just a real quick. So I, as you know, the second day wind was, I don't, is that the north wind or the, when you're in your face on nine? So the wind, the wind switched to Sunday, didn't it? Yes. So I think on Saturday it was the northwest. So was it? Uh, I don't know. I just know it was in our face on, on nine and yeah, 18 yeah. and whatever yeah. wind that is uh, on Sunday. And uh, anyway, I hit a decent drive out to the left you know nothing nothing too crazy but then nutted this low riser six iron uh to two and a half feet like a kick in made it birdie and the boys are looking at me like that's a tough hole to birdie and so of course i'm thinking all right skin money i'm yep. in the skins let's get her going so of course we're going through and i'm sticking around and i'm having spears i again love the atmosphere and everything so i'm having some drinks and i'm watching Kind of leaderboard watching. Anybody birdie? Anybody birdie? Anybody birdie? Nope, nope, nope. And all the guys are coming through. Brody's coming through. Didn't birdie it. The very last 
Tim York apparently made a bomb on nine, and then he has the audacity to look at me and go, what did you do on nine, Len? I'm like, what, what are you? I said, I put it to two and a half feet. What did you do? And he said, made a, made a good putt, bud. Made nice, a good putt. Nice. Anyway, so that just jipped me out of probably about 100 bucks, I'd say, on a skin. But um, anyway, there he were makes, some good skins out, though. He, yeah. he makes a 50-footer and says that you sawed him off. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He sawed me off. What did, what did you do? I think he thought I might have chipped in or something. But nice. anyhow, <clears throat> yeah. Anyway, so yeah, no, the early bird. All the boys, uh, a lot of my buddies out there are having a time all weekend. Um, I, I would have to think, like, that east side of PEI, like, it was loud out there on the weekend. <laughs> like, there was a lot of ruckus, I'd say. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I saw some pictures. Uh, Mark Burke was out there with uh, Murph. They go every year, big group of them, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Saw a couple pictures from that group and stuff. But a couple Stanhope boys took down the old title this year. Yep. You're. They've been mentioned many times before, BJ and Jeremy <laughs> Stevenson. What if they listen? I don't know. Um, Maybe if they don't. Does Jeremy have a cell phone? Or not Jeremy. Does BJ, BJ? have a cell phone? No. Well, if he does, it's one of the flip ones yeah, from like He's got a Motorola Crazer still, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, they won the first division. Boys went low, too. I think they were 62 the first day. And maybe I think they were 62 the second day, yeah, too. I, I think, think the Cavendish Cup a couple weeks ago was their like, warm-up, and then they you know they peaked at the early bird they, they basically had one had have had one bad round that second yes. round whatever yeah. and then yeah because they were 63 the first day yes. tied for the lead the first day yeah jeremy oh again jeremy unreal yeah unreal. Hey, hey jeremy go start start playing some on your own ball well, i mean like you DJ had, too you had a couple of those guys pigeons in the mix at Anderson Creek, imagine yeah, yeah. the field you're getting in some of these events, right? Big like, time. You know, they picked this event, which Actually, is a great I event to play. That. But I, I mean, he's playing this week. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, Chrissy McLaughlin and uh, Melissa Castle won the ladies' division. They kicked the shit out of me, both of them. I was about to say that that's a pretty solid <laughs> totally. team right there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Does anyone hit a straighter ball than Chrissy McLaughlin? And she hits it deep, deep. <laughs> Man. She's out at the range last night. I'm doing the wedges and wine clinic, yeah. and I'm trying to get my ladies to hit over the 75 yard flag, and she's just pounding. <laughs> I can imagine the ladies looking over, maybe being like, "So we're gonna be hit it, be able to hit it like that uh, yeah, yeah. at the end of the six weeks." I was like, "Kirstie's the best. She's a beauty." Am yeah. I reading this right? Second flight, Jamie McIntyre and Wade Crozier. Yeah. What are they doing in the second flight? Yeah, let's check the golf Canada Zero to two handicap in the championship, and then the, it was three plus for the second flight. Oh, speaking of in so the wrong boys, divisions, yeah. Chrissy Martin and Dustin Jones uh, cleaning up the fourth flight. Now, <laughs> I told Dustin. We're uh, driving deep when we go to the fourth flight. Well, fourth flight, I said, boys, there's been a couple of tournaments you've won due to the handicap situations. Let's, uh, let's dial her back a notch here and start, start putting in the good ones, too. How, how fun is Brunel to play? Uh well, six par fours enough that I played thirty five yes. holes there on Friday. <laughs> like the six, six, six best tourney course in PEI for like scrambles. He's got, so, six, he's got six par fives. It's so much fun. I I love six par fives, six par threes, par yeah, fours. He can beat it, but I love the whole whole course. It's great down there. I think that's an, another reason why I played so much because it's the first time that I felt like I actually was playing decent there. For yeah, whatever yeah. reason, I love 666 because, you know, obviously, you know, if you're if you're striping your irons well and hitting your long second shots in the power fives, you can score well. But <laughs> there's yeah. one problem. It's an unbelievable shape. What? One problem at Brunel's Chance McIntyre. <laughs> yeah. Since he's moved down east, I don't want to go down there at all. Really? As far as I go is bog side. You don't know bother. What? I'm going to have to throw the the exception flag, and I'll tell you why. Boy. So when I was out there bombing around or whatever, I yeah. left my little click gear pouch in the uh, in the in the back of the okay, car. Okay, yeah. 
anyway, so message uh, him, and sure enough, he went down, found it. Not only did he find it, mm-hmm. he lives not that far away yeah. from me. It's in my mailbox right now. Have you opened it up and seen what's still in there? That'd be a, <laughs> <laughs> to I, be I, fair, I, no. I wouldn't be tipping my cap at him quite yet. <laughs> Next week's episode's a whole different opinion yeah. of it's him. But it's, it's just a stack of real. That, it's just yeah. a stack of real estate business cards. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I do appreciate it. Though. Three Thank max you. harbor size. Yeah. Chance McIntyre, look him up. <laughs> Uh, one more tournament result to get to before we start talking about some other stuff. The Cliff Goodwin Senior Tour. I love the Senior Boys. Uh, was it Jamie Lund? Let me get No. <laughs> I don't think he played this week. He got just, uh, Randy Bernard. Uh, it was Green Gables this week. Yep. 75 is a good score. You go around Green Gables. Big time. I'd take 75 every day of the week. Uh, so he won by five over Malcolm Reed. And in the Super Senior Division, Joe Richard, 82. Merlin, 85. What What is super senior? What's the age? Why does Merlin shoot 65 in the Stanhope Green Gable <laughs> staff match, but 85 in the senior tour? He's got to get the cap What was up. that, Lenny, sir? Oh, I was just going to ask him, what's the senior, super senior age? I think it's 60 plus and 50 plus for the... Senior? Senior, yep. Oh, okay. Because I, I play with... Uh, I'll give him a little... I'll give the <laughs> a little shout. He probably doesn't listen to this anyway, but uh, Art Hartley. I don't know if you know Art, but uh, he plays in my Monday group. He's 80 years old. He regularly shoots below like his age, like he's nice. seventy-seven, seventy-eight. I think that's the biggest accomplishment. Eighty-two. In golf, he was eighty-two age. on Monday. Yeah, and he stripes it. I played with him, and uh, he's a former goaltender. He's fiery. He, he wanted to beat me, so every bad shot he was <laughs> slamming clubs and forgetting them all over the place. But nice, nice. anyway, yeah, no, he's um, just impressive. And of course, I'm looking at him, going, "Get me to that age at some point where I can swing the club like you, like at." Can you imagine being 82 or being 80 years old and being able to swing golf club? I hope to live that long, man. That's what I'm talking like, about. Jesus. Right. If I shot 82 tomorrow, I'd, just, <laughs> I'd, love, I'd love life. Fritz <laughs> hoping to be 40 and 40 in the back nine. <laughs> oh, if I went 40, 42 tomorrow, I'd love life. Uh, just a side note, in the background, we have the hockey game on. Of oh. Le, Le Bleu. Well, we can, uh, Le Bleu. I don't know if I can stomach, uh, I if I can stomach this for the next. <laughs> we can we can go into that for a second. How, yeah, how drunk to. were you the other night after uh, the big upset win? Euphoric is what I was. Euphor- like, <laughs> you know what I love the most? Like I love the Habs, but I love watching the Leafs lose more. Like, really? Oh, my God. They're a bunch of babies. Like I enjoy the competition of watching hockey and talking hockey because it's, <laughs> it's is it a competition to watch it no but it's the competition like you're watching like two teams go at it trying to win you know the ultimate prize being the stanley cup right i love watching that but i love the fact that these fans like and i'm one of them like geez i can talk smack but i am definitely that guy like i wear the you know the ch right on my heart like yep. i love it to death is that for like is that like Growing up, is instant, that, born into it. Okay, born third big, generation. Brian, big, yeah, big and Ralston, Ralston Holmes, Iron King, also a huge Habs fan. Okay, but he, my grandfather now, he's kind of, he gets a little too frustrated, so it's like he can't enjoy it anymore because it's like, oh, the Habs, they've let him down a little bit recently. Can you imagine Leafs fans right now that have been pining for years? Oh I, I actually legit feel bad for them. No. You don't, but see, I don't. I don't have that rivalry. I don't have that. I mean, I cheer for the other, the actually good blue and white team in the NHL, but I, I it's it's embarrassing, man. It's embarrassing. It is embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> it's embarrassing. That was an embarrassing. Now, this being said, now we're here watching Winnipeg game one, five minutes, three minutes into the game. Yeah. Do you think they're going to win this series? 
Yeah, I think they have uh, just as good a chance as uh, as Winnipeg does. To be honest, I think they I think they've got a better chance of their winning this series than winning against Toronto, and they beat Toronto. Yeah, like it's funny though. You know, Winnipeg. A lot of sports and you know, in hockey too, is such about momentum. And when Toronto couldn't close it down in Game Five, and then Montreal scores Kukkinen in overtime on Game Six, like the momentum had just switched, and it seemed like. Toronto just uh, like scared's not the right word. Intimidated's not the right word. But they were just, like afraid to lose yes, instead of wanting to win. Yes, exactly. And anyway, like I'm not great. making excuses for them either because, like I said, I'm not a huge Leafs fan. I, I like watching them, but you know, and you, you can say, well, people get hurt and it's next man up. You got to play. But I mean, when you lose Tavares and Muzzin, like I know it's not that wasn't the be all end all, but yeah, yeah. I mean, pretty big loss to lose your captain like that, and then. Muslim was a heavy horse back there on D. Would he have made a difference in game six and seven? I, I mean, yeah. I don't know, th- but there's he, an argument there have. for sure. But my thing with the whole Tavares thing is that it was a, no matter which way it went, that was going to be the spin. It, if if they had won. They win it for Oh! They would have. <laughs> big time. <laughs> From Mo- the point. Montreal continues to. Yes, can sir. Impress their fans. Cocking Yemi on the tip. If hello, if Toronto had won that game, won that series, they won it for Tavares. They won it for Tav- Tavares, yeah. right? If they lost, wow, we lost our captain. <laughs> it kind of took a big wind out of our sails. You know what? I'm looking forward to asking Stephen. I have actually some questions written down for him about this, about hockey type stuff. So let's save it for sure. the guests. Yeah, kind of um, nice to see fans back in the building, even though like you know it was 2,500 in Montreal, 550 in Toronto. Yep, it was cool to see. Yeah. I, I, that's perfect. I'm, I'm curious now. Like they've had like forty thousand for uh, down in Texas or whatever. Like, is there a huge spike after that? Because if there's not, then won't tell you. Great question. I don't know. Um, I know Winnipeg doesn't have any, anyone in the stands tonight, but um, yeah, yeah, they got people in the stands. Yeah, they got. There's five. No, that's cardboard cutout. Yeah. Oh, are they? They said they were letting five hundred in tonight. They have. Oh, are they five hundred? The, uh, are they all in the nosebleeds or what? <laughs> I thought they said they were letting 500 it's in a, It's a shame the, there's no fans in Winnipeg because they do that whiteout. It's so yeah. cool. I went to the Winnipeg home opener two years ago. It was crazy. Like Freaking the right. Whiteout. Can anyone shoot at you? What's happening? Can anyone shoot at you? No. <laughs> um, it was a pretty cool scene. I'd never been in an MTS center downtown. Like You're walking downtown Winnipeg, and there's this, it looks like a building. It yep. doesn't look very big. And you just walk in, and all of a sudden, it's the rink. It's like a lot of these Air Canada Center, the Edmonton one, yeah, Mon- yeah. Moncton. Yep. Like they put them right downtown now to save on the travel out mm-hmm. to them and stuff, but they don't look like big rinks. They yeah, just yeah. look like a building, and you walk in, and it's underground. Anyway, really cool experience to go to that game. Enough about hockey. This well, is a golf podcast. Um, this is a golf podcast, but uh, our, all our listeners obviously play uh, other sports or are certainly interested in other sports. So cool. I, I like I like going off the. I, I'm pretty excited right now. One nothing early. Some, some news that we, uh, well, it's pretty important for the game of golf. It was Women's Golf Day yesterday in Canada, or Women's Golf Day all over the place, I believe. Yeah, yeah. And PGA of Canada made a couple of announcements for some pretty famous female golfers. So we might as well give them a quick shout out because. One of our first guests. No, our first guest. Our first oh, interview. Right. Our the first one that interview. launched the whole damn thing. She started the show. Um, Seen her yesterday, actually. She was playing with the Tuesday group. Belvedere, uh, Patriarch, Lori Kane was, so the, 
the women PG of Canada Women's Championship. Now the trophy that you win is now named after her. Am I the only one? Wow, that thinks that's, that's amazing. Super cool. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Like that is. I did not know that. Actually. Unbelievable. Yep. Did you not? No. Yeah, it's just they just announced the trophy is named after her. Wow, that's that's insane. LK, I like that. That's awesome. Yeah, it congrats, Lori. So cool. So I'm not sure where the event's being played this year. I'll have to look it up, but. This year, when the PGA Canada Women's Championships played, the winner will be get received the Lori Kane DCH nice. trophy. Yeah, yeah. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, really cool. And Brooke Henderson. Yeah, what about her? Player of the year or athlete of the year for Canada, I believe. It was announced yesterday. What's really? that? The Lou. It's not the Lou Myers. That's the men's. I'm not sure what the ladies is called, but congrats to Brooke. She's been. She's got a win this year. Pretty good season. Yeah. U.S. Open this week for the Women's Open. I was actually kind of surprised. I saw like uh, like a freeze frame picture of her swing, and it's way past parallel. It's like Mickelson, it's Long. like it's, it's Tyler Murphy is what it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Like it's, she might get a bit more clubhead speed than Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Murph's been hitting it. My pretty, wedges and wine ladies get pretty more far. Cl- I should say my wedges and wine lady get more clubhead speed than Murph, but he hits it pretty straight, and he's the Country View Club champion. He is the Country so View Club him. championship. <laughs> yeah, club, club champion. Um, We'll get into country view. I think. Why don't we talk about that with with our next guest? We're we're bringing him on kind of half live here, so yeah. you know, in real time. So, without uh, it's almost teasing him though, because he can't. He wants to play in it, but he can't. But he'll still talk about it. I guess. I love the fact that I will tease Steve Anderson. <laughs> He's one of my good buddies. So All the more right. the more we can abuse him, the better. So is um, Steve any good at golf? Uh, is he, we'll find out here. <laughs> we'll, we'll let him tell us okay, the story. But uh, without further ado, let's let's bring it into the UNB legend. Steve Anderson. Well, it is a real pleasure to have our next guest on the show, taking after the likes of those amateur uh, amateur athletes, Bo Jackson and Michael Jordan. This guy kills it with two different sports. As a hockey player, he's a three-time national champion with the UNB Reds and almost a fourth, in my opinion, if it weren't for a pandemic. And in golf, he's a two-time PEIGA player of the year, maybe could have been three, has won more tournaments that I wish to mention. Takes more money off the boys that I'm that I'm surprised he actually still has any golfing friends left. And uh, he's coming off the course today after a shooting a career low 63, which is quite ironic, uh, at Kingswood over there in New Brunswick. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm super pumped to have on our show my good buddy Stephen Anderson. Welcome, pal. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. I think the I think the biggest thing you forgot though is the 2020 co. Uh, Cavendish Cup winner. Huge. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. huge. Yeah. It's huge. It is, Big, it is it huge. It has to be the biggest event of the year. Yeah, uh, it has to be. Was it you that sent the picture of of the of uh Brad having the the turkey in the cup? I think it was Ben. I think it was Ben, but I don't remember. But correct, how about this, 100%. Andy? Because of the pandemic, you never would have had a chance to win the fall Cavendish Cup. So that's something to be thankful for. Thanksgiving that's true. weekend, true. something to be thankful for. Mm. Bless, yeah. Blessing in disguise, but it all worked how out. How about Brad as a partner? Out. How about Brad as a partner? Just a perfect partner. The first tee, I show up. We don't even know each other. It's the funniest story in the world. We don't even. He texts me about a week or two out. I actually first say I can't do it, and anyway, long story short, we end up together. <laughs> then you we got intimidated. Each, <laughs> we don't know each other. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Heard a million stories. First tee says, "Listen, I'm going to put it out there, and then you let it fly." And we did that for 36 <laughs> holes. And, <laughs> and we did that for 36 holes and it paid off. But no, Brett, like, very, I, I didn't know anything about, I didn't know Brett really at all, but 
unreal guy obviously you hear a million things about him like just the nicest guy in the world but would pound your face in and <laughs> and he's a good golfer really yeah, he good. Is, like, yeah. what, what he's not Brad intense be? at all eh? he's not intense no. he's just kind of like well, nice and relaxed music going beers flowing well tim tim we me and brett weren't in the door on the second day at gables till and tim was already chirping at us and tim folded Folded quicker than a cheap tent in the wind that day. When, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Him and Brody didn't stand a chance that day. But yeah, Brett, me and Brett, we were draining putts from 40 feet that day, and I thought Brett was ready to run through a brick wall. Was he was, doing was the a, pump? The pump on the putter? Whenever oh, he takes the oh, putter we back were, and it like pumps a little bit. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, he he's so his alignment. I and I can't talk about putting, but his alignment is very just it's unconventional yes, we'll call it yes, so yes. i'll be standing behind him trying to get a line and just it doesn't help because he cuts across <laughs> it, he, he puts it well yeah. but he just cuts across it in a weird way that it's hard to really get a read off big time and but anyway i'm not telling him hey, just because you're in uh, the 506 i'm not telling him nothing about his button stroke i tell you that <laughs> <laughs> so, so actually speaking of that um because a lot of people that i'm that uh you know come across they're all wondering sort of where the hell is andy and uh so what what's going on you're you're in new brunswick and uh you're not in pei and uh you know what's the reason for that again yeah i'm in freddie for the summer a Co- couple of different things one uh andrew connor's the head pro at kingswood who, my, who was now my boss he was kind of on me while i was over in europe saying to come over and because he has his, he has his simulators he has his connor's golf uh, set up there and he's he is now the head pro of kingswood so he's kind of he's kind of well i guess chris is chris is the big dog over here but andrew's second in command so andrew uh, oh nice goal by winnipeg there um <laughs> andrew was uh Ruh-roh. the uh set yeah so andrew andrew kind of recruited me uh cam braze cam critchlow and tyler boland who are all we all played together at unb kind of it's almost like a, an old boys club in a way but now we're we're all working at Kingswood in the pro shop and, and that's, that's going great so far. We're, we're having a hell of a time, great time. And, and then my, I actually, my girlfriend's from Sussex as well. So kind of movie plan, plan moving forward is, is more, more than likely PEI, but we kind of met in the middle to do a, do a summer in, in New Brunswick along the way. So it all just kind of worked out. What's, what's the course like this? Uh, you guys been open for a bit or? We're oh so Kingswood has two courses. There's an eighteen and a nine. Uh, the nine opened, I want to say like third week of May or something. I think the signature was two weeks after that. So we've been going now for two two weeks, two or three weeks. That's crazy. And yeah, because yeah, uh, you guys. Well, well, what did you guys open? The start of April. Well, I mean, <laughs> honestly, what what was the creek? Was like April seventh, April twelfth, I think, or April tenth or something like that. Yeah, and and it's not like they opened up and were like in bad shape they were in incredible condition right off the get-go yeah. it surprises me new brunswick hasn't opened up you know or well, I think opened it, up i think just the winters over here are very i don't know if they get more ice or what it is but i know kingswood was in rough shape maybe two years ago i think it was opening just just due to ice and stuff but this year it's chris has said i think it's in the best shape it's been opening in the past like five or ten years and i I mean, I, I haven't seen them opening in the last few years, but it's definitely in very good shape this year so far. Yeah. Are you playing any yeah. events over there this year, Andy, or what's the plan? So, I I mean, originally what I was planning to do, and of course it's hard to plan with the world right now, but I was, I was, just, I was actually just going to travel back 
uh, Hopel originally. What was the bubble originally supposed to open? It was yeah, like end of April 17th or something. Yeah, exactly. something. April 17th. Yeah. So I was honestly just going to travel back and forth, work in the week, and then come over and play the events. And and but of course that kind of got sidetracked. So I, the uh, New Brunswick so doesn't. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> well, you're in. What are you in now? Second division or third uh, now? Or, gonna, yeah. It's gonna. It's not going to be going up. That's yeah. for sure. No. But uh, no, New Brunswick doesn't have as many events, but they have. I think there's three of them. The Don St. Clair, which is at Riverside, it was actually supposed to be. This it was actually supposed to be this Saturday, but it got it got postponed due to like kind of there's difference like the it's kind of like New Brunswick and Nova Scotia do it. They do like the different health zones, mm-hmm. so where where like you couldn't travel between zones because of. But starting I think June seventh, I think that's going. I think you're allowed to have like provincial tournaments, so that's probably going to get uh, rescheduled in the next few weeks. And then I'm planning to play the amateur at uh, Gowan Bray. Never played that course, but I'm, I hear nothing but good things about it, so I'm excited for that. And then hope, I mean, fingers crossed, uh, hoping to get back to for Fox for the for the the AM at home. But, it should happen. I, I would think if I think the, the the current plan, you'd be good. No. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, if everything goes, I mean, I the way vaccinations and everything, it, it seems like we've been up up and down, up and down. But I think we're finally at the end of it where. There's a plan set in place, and unless something insane happens moving forward, which let's let's I mean how the last year has gone, let's not count that out. But I think right now I'm whole. I think everything looks pretty smooth right now. Anyway, well, what's the you, date? Is the twenty seventh? It is for June. Yeah, June twenty seventh. Yeah. 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 When did yeah. you land in Freddie Beach? So I flew. I flew in on the thirty first of March. So then I I had to do the. I, I had a, I took me t- took me eighteen days to get home. I had to yeah. do the, I had to do the the th- three days in Toronto and then fourteen more in Fredericton, and it was quite a process. But anyway, I'm glad to be back on the East Coast. The uh, putting stroke probably uh, got dialed in a eh, for fourteen yeah. days in the hole. Well, I wish I, I wish I could turn my camera around here, but I have a little setup in the basement I'm staying at. There must. Probably about ten thousand pots was rolled in nice. seventeen days. <laughs> nice. was not not helping any, but anyway. Well, I don't know, man. Sixty three today, and that means that uh, the first thing that came to my mind when when I saw the scorecard was, oh shit, Andy learned how to putt. Like what what's going on here? Well, well, I hit seventeen greens. <laughs> um, but well, let's 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 go back a little bit. So sixty three, but from the whites. Yeah, I know yeah. early. Listen, I know oh, early, that's the brick lamp coming early, in. Here. You're not. You're no, not getting no, no, any no, exception no. from me. All my best scores no, are no, from the whites. <laughs> I know. Or I know. An early episode, you and Nick debated. Yep. So I, personally, I think it does matter. Yeah, you I, guys. I, you I said guys it were did. Kind of I said it did as well. Yeah, not? I said it did as well. Yeah. I said the. Yeah. But the thing is, I guess, is that it still comes down to you know your your putting. Uh, you still need to get it in the hole, and you know there there are lots of like sure it matters to a little bit but they're just a different tee it, it depends on what course too you know yeah know. yeah you still have to get the ball in the hole you're right but it's it, it's easier it's definitely easier but yeah, you know totally. it's totally yeah yeah um, no but um no yeah it was a, it was a good it, it was our first night of men's night they do it's it's oh, like Jesus uh, they Christ do, did everybody just give their money to you or what? <laughs> well uh well no so it, it's actually it's it's over here they do like uh it's a big one I think there's 160 guys in it and there's a draft and everything but a lot but for me anyway 
they do a lot they do net scores so for so i shot 31 tonight and i think i was like 10 like 10th on the net score (laughs) no way yeah so they but so i'm not exactly sure the breakdown of it all but i know they i know for each week one of the categories is gross score so i can definitely help with that but I got to shoot like 24 to help in the net score, which isn't <laughs> happening. <laughs> is it always done on the uh, the big course? Is, yeah. They just take your front nine? Just front nine, yeah. Yeah. Nice. yeah. No, I think... I've, so was that with pins in? Yeah. Pins that, are in. Pins pin, are, are, we, are we getting into that right away? Or? Well, I don't know. I feel like that's a pretty good segue. <laughs> yeah. Pins in, are, pins in are a hot topic if, right if, now. If um, folks don't realize, we've spent the entire last three months arguing on uh, our little chat group that I've mentioned a few times on the podcast about, you know, yeah. pins in I and am, out. But, I mean, we're I all am, in agreement, to be honest. It's not like it yeah. I think I'm leading the charge on that argument, yeah. But uh, let, let, let's dive into that. So, Ben. When you when you go to work every day, wh- what's your routine? You leave your car. What do you do? I usually drink my coffee and then take a dump. To be honest, but yeah, uh, yeah there, a- there you go. After that, no. Uh, so you leave your you leave your car. Wh- yeah. What are you doing? What do you you're walk you walk into the parking lot and what are you doing? I uh, just I usually take a picture of the golf course, go in the pro shop and check. So in you go the- okay. So you go in the pro shop. Yep. Do you touch the door handle? Hundred percent. Okay, so we can do that, but we can't touch the pins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so what's the difference? Well, I totally am in agreement. Like, totally, one hundred percent. I'm pro pulling the pin during COVID. And, and before, but, but, but before we go deeper into this, yes. I'll I'll go out there. I know there's a million other way more important things that public health is dealing with. Yes. I'm not debating no. that one. This is so low on the totem pole. It's not even funny. hundred percent. It just makes no sense. So we, uh, Chris Curry and I have been very pro pull the pin. Okay. Yeah. And Chris got a reply from a gentleman in our public health office. We kind of gave some examples, same as touching the door, touching, you know, at the gas station or whatever different options and what they wrote back to us being the difference between that and touching the pin is not having sanitizer avail ready available so i think if golf courses wanted to put sanitizer available after every green or on every tee that would kind of negate things as far yeah. as what i got in response well, or and send actually, out I, I, one of the players with a box of eighteen yeah. but I mean, baby at, wipes. At this point, it's not. It's not. Not. It's not not allowed. I mean, the golf course can make an operational plan to do it. I think. Like, are they being told no? You are not allowed to have the pins come out. Is you're, that coming from health? Yeah, health you're not allowed to take the pins out, and you have to have something in the cup to prevent touching of the pin. Okay, I thought and, it was and, operational plans. So, and I'm, I'm in the same boat, Andy. Like. I understand, and it doesn't make a hundred three one. Hello, and uh, it's just like for me, it's it's not really worth the fight for something like that because there's other bigger fish to fry. Like I would rather have a hundred people in my lounge than worry about the pins coming out. Yeah, but, and that's 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 the point I'm trying to make. Like I under there's a there's so many other bigger things out there. This doesn't even scratch the surface. It's just like 
you, you, I use the Tim Hortons analogy to Lenny a million times. How many people touch the door handle Tim Hortons every day? That I don't think that gets sanitized. How many people go to a retail store every day, touch like different clothing, just kind of browse? That doesn't get sanitized. The, like, the casinos open. Man. It, go to a shopper's like, drug market. Yeah. Like, the casinos open. Like it's crazy. And, is, yeah. and I'm no scientist, but it, has there not already been a bunch of studies come out that say one surfaces are very low risk of transmitting plus outside is very like i don't know Stephen, let's be I, honest I just, there have been studies and you've you've followed up on every single one of them like yeah, you follow them all i've read a bit you know what i've read a bit i've read a bit i totally fine any like you know it's been what a year and a half now it's still foreign to me putting with the pinion. Like it drives really? me absolutely crazy. Like oh, I hate it. Me, I'm I'm the, used to it now. But it. not that I like, not that I want it in. It's just that when we are the, eventually taking them out, it's going to seem weird to me. The twenty and thirty footers, <laughs> it's whatever. Like you're not you're not trying to dial in a thirty footer. It's the it's the tournament putts. Let's say from four to five feet. Yeah. Like the the you look at Tiger Tiger highlights. Oh, four one four one baby. He, Wait a minute, we don't need is, to go to Tiger. Is, Why don't we go to Amherst last year, or you okay, know, to, yeah. to win the win the match there? Um, you know, there was probably a four or five footer, and I think Brody read it to go a little right, and you read it to go a little left. Yeah, you, yeah. Have you, you heard? Of, have you ever heard about that round before? You, you no, I'm, I'm just kind of yeah. I've heard yeah, yeah. I have actually heard quite a bit from you two clowns. Yeah. But yeah, I think, no, but that, I think well, he, uh, I think you just kind of said at the end of it, you said, "Fuck it, what do I know?" And Brody went with his well, read. And well, the story go like the rest we were history. on hole. I believe I believe it was on hole thirteen, and I am notoriously known as not the best reader of greens. And anyway, I look at it where it was alternate <laughs> shots, so I I hit it to like ten or fifteen feet or something. And I look, I we look up behind the pot, and I think, oh, I think it's like, what do you think, a, a cup cup outside right? He goes two cups left man what are you looking just get out of here get out of here and he puts it right in the center and we shake hands and we go have a beer we, we won the match so yeah that well, was that i'd, that, I'd yeah, hate we, to say that's a normal a occurrence but i i've got video of you and uh, opportunities to win tournaments and every time i took one you missed the damn thing yeah yeah had hey. a good year last year but a bad year closing it out yeah, yeah, absolutely. I had a great yeah. year last year. Um, yeah. So, um, shit, lost my train of thought. It happens quite often here. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. What, um, okay, so. Well, I was going to ask you, I was going to go back to hockey, and I had it in the top of my head there just because I feel like, I mean, obviously this is a golf podcast and, and all of that, but I just, I mean, one of the coolest things was that you you had, like, three out of four years, I think, uh, national champions, and you were going for your fourth. And, you know, the boys, you know, like kind of describe, I guess, kind of go into that a little bit, sort of how the feeling went. Like that, like you were there, weren't you, all ready to go? Yeah, yeah, no. So, yeah, we won, I won three out of me, me and, so I'll use Marcus McIver. He, he was my roommate at UMB for all five years. So we we both we were both fifth years. We both won three out of our our first four years, yeah. and we we wanted to go back and try to win the fourth because no one. Now, don't quote me on this. We we say no one has ever won four championships in history, yeah. but there there was I think there was a U, uh, University of Toronto team that won five in a row in like the sixties, and 
there's no hockey DB back then, so it's hard to Fair fact enough. check who was yeah. hard yeah. to fact check who was on the team and who wasn't. But Pro- anyway, probably um, weren't rings either for them. For no, them, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, yeah. So we won. Uh, we had a hard, hard uh, AUS finals against Acadia. They beat us in game one, and then we won the next two games to win the series at home. Uh, so that was our. It was funny. We actually had the same amount of uh, nationals as we did uh, AUS. Uh, banners because our first two years we lost AUS but won nationals which is kind of funny but anyway uh, so we were we had a very very strong team last year and we were going into national strong we were the number one seed and and I think it's fair fair to say no one would disagree with me I think we were heavy favorites to win but again yeah, yeah. in that in that in that do or die so with the Leafs uh, ter- yeah that's yeah <laughs> 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 yeah, but in that in, in in that do or die format, I mean anything can happen. I mean you look what happened to us in our third year. We ran into a hot goalie against Saint Avex. I think we outshot them sixty to twenty or something like that, and they beat us. So who knows? That could have happened again. But yeah, no, we uh, it was so Wednesday night we had an awards banquet, and the whole tournament was in there. And as it was, I mean, I'm sure you guys remember where you guys were when everything happened last year because. It, it happened so fast. We, you're, you're checking your phones and Twitter and this is getting shut down. That's getting shut down. And we're kind of just talking to ourselves like, holy, this is, this may, we may, this may not happen here. And anyway, so we go to bed that night and the tournament started on Thursday. Our game was scheduled for Friday afternoon, I believe. There's two games a day. Uh, there's a one o'clock game and a seven o'clock game, and then the semifinals and the finals. Anyway, uh, so the Thursday, the Thursday games go ahead. So we're saying, okay, the tournament happened. Uh, the tournament, the tournament started. It, they're not going to shut it down. Like we're 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 going with this. Yeah. And then uh, we had uh, we had probably our fifteenth fifteenth meeting of the weekend. I'll I'll give it to Gardner. I'll, that's a little dig at Gardner. He loves his meetings. But anyway, uh, we we and we went to bed that night, and we got a text at like ten ten thirty. Come back, come back to the the meeting room, and everyone's kind of checking Twitter, and I think. Like Darren, I think everyone was all over it. Like Darren Dreger said, I think Hockey Canada shut down or whatever. And anyway, you could you could put two and two together. Everyone yeah. knew what it was about. Yeah. And yeah, we so we were in our boardroom, and Gardner told us, and it was just it was the worst feeling in the world because, yeah. like, I mean, in hindsight, no one, the whole world shut down. No one knew what was what was gonna what was going forward. But like, we were in our minds, we were like, everyone was already there there was no more traveling the night before everyone was in a room together. Like the damage is done. If anything's going to happen, yeah. let it, let us play and then shut it, everything down on Sunday, everyone go home. And, but anyway, obviously how the world unfolded after that, you can see why they didn't do that. But anyway, it was Gardner. I, I know Gardner had a good quote to a reporter. He said, he's had his, he said his heart, heart ripped out from the nationals a lot of times, but it was the first time we ever did in a hotel room. <laughs> so it was pretty uh yeah it was yeah it was pretty it was pretty gut and for me and marcus it was tough just because like basically the sole reason we went back was to try to get that fourth one and yeah especially at unb like it's nothing to do with the education kind of, well i mean that helps <laughs> that helps that that helps as well but i mean at unb especially like we it's a very strong program obviously i think yeah. everyone knows that and it's just like it's basically nationals or bust every year. Like yeah. our, like we, 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 we care, obviously we care about the AUS. It's not like we don't care, but like 
our 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 when we get there in September, we're thinking about winning nationals that year, and that's our whole year. Is that so the whenever, path, uh, Andy, that Daryl Boyce set uh, in place? Is that the motion that uh, Daryl Boyce put in into Dar- motion? Daryl Boyce was definitely uh, the start of that. Yeah, yeah. I'd what have to think. It? Yeah, yeah, no, but and yeah, it was no, it was tough for sure. It was tough. It was uh, yeah, no, but looking All back right. at it, I mean. Anyway, what was that? No, 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 no. Looking back at it, what? I would finish that. Thought no, I was just gonna say, go. looking back, you, you can, you can't, you can't blame what they did. Like the whole world was no, legit yeah, shutting and down. Nobody, they nobody had, knew what was going on. Like exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but yeah. no, it was. But I, I, I can't, I can't be too, be too uh, sad about it. I, I still have three rings, so that better than some people. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Some. How yeah, does UNB recruit yeah. so well? Like, is it the players want to go there because they know they want to win nationals, or is it just like that's a, Andy that's, gets a backpack full of cash? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Every everyone that that's the biggest that's the biggest thing. Yeah. Everyone. How how much do you get paid to go there? How much do you get? Like nothing. I I would I I. You want to see my Scotiabank balance? I'll show you. I wish <laughs> I I wish it was a ton, but no. Like honestly, Gar- Gardner is a hell of a recruiter. He he he's built that program up so well. Like he just, I mean, a, a lot of guys that go there, they obviously want to get their schooling out of the way, but a lot like majority of people still want to pursue a, like for some type of professional hockey after. And I think just the numbers speak for itself. Like we, that, that program produces a, like a ton of guys that, that go on to the next level. Obviously the NHL and whatnot is kind of, well, I shouldn't say that Phil my a, my old, uh, my old teammate played some games this year, but uh, I think, I think Gardner has just built a program there where he know, like guys know that they're go there. They're going to buy into a system. They, they may not show up and be, and be the absolute man that they were in junior for five years. Cause there's, five new guys that come every year that were the man on their junior team. And you got to just, you, le- you got to learn to play a certain way. And I mean, it's, it, 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 the program basically just speaks for itself at this point. Does some of that trans uh, kind of transpire into your golfing as well, Andy? Like, do you learn a little bit about, uh, you know, how to compete and take that into the competition side of golf? You do, but it's, it's just it's completely different. I know I um I I forget who it was they were asking me questions about this in the fall, but it's just I always say it to like to people in a hockey game you can you can be having a horrible game. For one, you have you have your teammates there to help you if you're doing badly, and for two, like hockey's just so different where you could be having you could have the worst first and second period. You go out in the third. You score two lucky goals. You're like, oh, I had a great game. <laughs> Whereas golf, you can play. We'll use the PEI events for example. You can play 35 holes perfect, have one bad hole, and your whole weekend's ruined. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and yeah. It, and and we'll go we'll go on the other side of it where if you if you have a bad shift, you have a teammate there to pat you in the ass and say, well, to help you out. Whereas in golf. There's no one there to help you. It's a pretty dark feeling if you have a bad, you have a bad hole. Lonely island. Whenever you're uh, not playing well, there's no one to turn to. Really, I think them canceling yeah. the UNB tournament was the same level of disappointment he had when he had to send me 40 bucks after I beat him at Belvedere in a little match. Yeah. There. But anyway, yeah. we won't talk about well, the strokes I, that he gave me. But anyway, I beat him. That's all, yeah. that's all that matters. That's yeah. all the listeners really care about. Um, moving on. So speaking of now that we got you a little bit fired up here. Um, 
you think you'd break a hundred at Kiowa or, you know, uh, so because this is where this conversation started. I just threw the question out in the group and Instagram and both him and Brody Ward went banana lands on me. And I said, I just, yeah. Yeah. So I, I went a little nuts on him. I did. Yeah. Well, (laughs) yeah, I'll admit like a hundred, man, a (laughs) hundred. That's right. Yeah. That's only 37 strokes more than what you had today. I will, I will, I'm not, I'm obviously not, I'll, I'll say me or any plus two or three or whatever, whatever number was used. We're not going to go out and light it up. Obviously not. Obviously not. But I agree with what Ben said on last week's or two weeks ago. I personally believe I could make six or seven pars. I'm going to make a double, some doubles or triples. I agree. But like, I, I just don't think. I think I'm breaking a hundred. <laughs> yeah, I, I like, think you're. I think you're closer to shooting eighty five than like. And 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 here's another thing, Len. You like you use the Bubba Watson as an example. What did he shoot? Eighty or eighty one or shot something? Shot eighty. Yeah, I shot eighty. Yeah. So so Bubba probably had a few bad holes. He yeah. knew he was out of it. He probably just said, "Screw it. I'm just taking stupid, stupid. Let's just get me out of here. I don't care where I end up. I'm just gonna. I'm just. I'm just gonna take risks." Yeah, like, you're not do wrong. You agree, do, you, do you agree with that part? I, I do agree with that. Yeah. Whereas, if I went into it as a, and I, you got to use, I guess, I guess it's a, it's a, it's a different thought process. Where am I going into this round saying I'm going to try to shoot the best I can and blow up, or am I going into this round saying I'm my goal here today is to break a hundred? Because if that's the case, <laughs> I think when we go the down case, there, when we get invited to <laughs> Kiowa and uh, they they invite us, your goal will be to break one hundred. I think, but if that's but if that's the case, sorry to interrupt you, Nick, but if that's the case, there's some pins where I'm just going to say, okay, I won't fire at that because if I'm short, I bring in triple. And if I just go middle of the green, uh, maybe I'll three pot, but there's bogey. Yeah. I, I also think a key to the conversation was your first time being on the property Big and time. seeing it. Bubba that, also so, sh- pot, shot, he shot that 80 having played it probably 20 times. Right. If not more. So when you say, if I look, see that pin on the left, I'm not going to go for it. I might hit the center of the green. You don't know what the center of the green is on that hole, as opposed maybe back, maybe missing the pin to the left is your better up and down opportunity yeah. than hitting it short and right on the green. You could have an easy up and down, and the, you get up there and you're like, oh my god, if I'd miss this short and left, that's a, just an easy pitch. Whereas now I have this. We need a big sponsor to get this putt, trip like, on the go. This should be our first trip. This has had enough yeah. conversation. I think we could so make I, a bet. I think we could. Me and Andy. Uh, yeah. I think I definitely think he gets it done. You and Andy, eh? Well, that's no, pretty, but good, listen, pretty good partnership. <laughs> no, but I'm saying I I think we will pay for the half of the trip if he does it. Yeah, but I don't like betting against people to play bad. Uh, no, well, I don't mind at all. I'd I'd, I'd heckle that guy. I'd put I'd him say, the, the Jose Theodore I, hex. I don't like to do that. One, <laughs> I, it's a hundred percent slam dunk shoot under hundred. One hundred percent. Now that's getting that, aggressive. That, that's all. That's all. I. That's all I'm trying to say. That's well, all you know I what? And, and fair. Across. That was the point. Was he would say 100. percent He's breaking 100. And I, and my and I continue to say the same thing. It's. I just think I, it's not a slam dunk. It's just not. I use the slam dunk. You know, term because it's just not an automatic in my brain. And apparently, a lot of others as well. Because uh, when we threw the poll up at Andy's request, I mean, it was pretty much 50 50. 
And you're and you're and his look at his smirk little smug face oh, there. He's like, yeah, the other fifty percent don't know smart. anything. Yeah, don't know anything. Yeah, exactly. Fifty percent of people are very smart. Yeah, yeah. Fifty eight percent voted yeah. for Trump, so I don't know. I got, I got another question. Yeah. I got another question about hockey golf kind of correlation here. So, you know, hockey to me at a high level, you know, say there's a minute left in the game and you're on the ice the game's moving so fast, you don't have a lot of time to think about kind of the pressure and that. Whereas if you're standing over a 10-footer for par to win a golf tournament or to shoot your lowest score ever, I mean, you have time. It's the it's running through your mind kind of that. Is it, Would that be fair to say? It's, and again, it's, it's the same comparison we talked about a couple minutes ago. It's just, it's completely different. Where hockey's happening so fast, you, le- you legit, you don't think about it. It's just all reaction. But in a, a tournament or if you're shooting your best round ever with your friends or whatever, you're walking down the fairway, all you're thinking about is, oh, where's this puck going to break? Or where'd my ball? Like you're, it's all you're thinking about and you have five or 10 minutes. That's all you're doing. So you're right. It's just, it's got like the, the, the guys on TV, it always just amazes me. Like the pressure those guys are dealing with, like, like that shot, like uh, Kiowa fell on 18 when he had that like side hill lie, nine iron. And you look at the, you look at the crowd, there's like 10 or whatever, however many thousand people just lying. Like, it's just those guys' mental games are absolutely outrageous how just mentally sound they are. Because like you said, in a game like hockey or any any game that's happening at a high speed, you don't, you don't have time to think about it. It's just all reaction, whereas golf, it's just the absolute complete opposite. And in my opinion, it's just way tougher to deal with mentally anyway. All right, so speaking of mental... Um We've got a big big weekend uh, coming up. Uh, we were going to go into this before we came on to the podcast uh, with you, but uh, we want to talk about Country View. Um, you played there. I'm assuming you played there last year. How'd you fare out last year? No, last year it got canceled. Oh, shit. Sorry. No, the year before yeah. that. You've played the Country uh, View Open before, I'm sure. Third? Uh, third? Tied third, I think. Okay. Uh, who won it? Adam um, Constable won the last at one. Constable, yeah. yeah Constable. Con- Constable was five under. Um, someone was four, and me Connor and Shea, I'm pretty sure. Connor Shea, and I think me and Mackenzie and Tyler Hashmi were uh, three under. I think not a bad leaderboard. Holy shit! Yeah. Jesus, under no. par for a joke. <laughs> joke. Uh, so. Now you've been sitting in the sidelines, and I know you were wondering what the updates were on scores and everything from last week. Yeah, Anderson I was, bug- I was bu- bugging Ben a lot last week, and I was bothering him a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he wouldn't. I was yeah. trying to get him to take some action on some bets he wasn't having. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so okay. Well, maybe we'll have some luck this weekend. Who do you like this weekend, Stevie? Because you're not over here. Otherwise, I know who you'd be betting on. Yeah. Well. I obviously have not seen anyone play this year, but based on reputation, yep. I mean, Carzy's game travels well anywhere. He's solid tee to green. He's a really good putter. He's going to be right there. Yep. I like I like Poley if he can stay stay at a Victoria Row. <laughs> I saw if he can be ho- if he can be home at tw- at twelve o'clock on Saturday. I, I like his game because he's done he's done well at Country View before, but. That that's all that's all self self controlled by him. Well, the good news is he can't sleep on the Johnny McDonald bench this weekend, so <laughs> yeah, he'll have to find yeah. a regular bed to sleep in. Well, that's and this true. is this is the breaking news. Actually, that whole conversation about Poli. I mean, I walked in on Sunday morning and I'm like, all right, yeah, ready to go today. Yeah, rested up, had a good night's sleep, and everything else. 
and Ben was the one that said, yeah, he probably slept better than Poli. I'm like, what do you mean? Well, I saw him out, you know, and that started kickstarted the investigation to find out if the bet was lost before it was be, before it even began. Yeah, yeah. first night, first night. <laughs> like, and and it's it's like I told him, a little part of me wants to lose this bet just to see what he can do in tournaments because he's he's such a good player. But, but I played with him goes, last. I played him. I played with him yesterday, and he was lights out. I mean, he was at oh, one point he was five under on the seventeenth tee. Uh, ball didn't cut enough. He hit driver instead of kind of, you know, hitting it just sort of up there. I mean, it wasn't for anything other than, you know, bragging rights at that stage. But, um, yeah, he was lights out all day. Oh, he's ball, like one of the best ball strikers on PEI for sure. And just, and like he, I've, I've played with him over the last two years, probably like 50 to a hundred times and very, very good player. And, and that, that's the thing. All, all of us here, we, we can't lecture saying we, we were never out when we were younger either. But Jason, this is a shout out to you. Stay off the booze and you'll do well this weekend. I'm I was out you. later than Polly on Saturday. He, <laughs> I, yeah. I, I was asking him if he was getting a ride home. I could hook, hook in with him. Yeah. You, can't, you can't count out. Like Chris Chris Curry played really well on the weekend at the Creek Open. Yeah. He did so play. No, I honestly, home yeah. course. Yeah, absolutely. And Adam Constable again. I, you know, he yeah. plays that course obviously well. well so, and, that, and that's the thing about PEI where like there's 10 to 15 guys that you could say, you could say, I could see him winning. Like there's so there, there really is a lot of, a lot of good players in PEI right now. Uh, so who's your pick? Ooh. Because we got a strict Do it, Stevie. Strict, do it. I know, we, I know, I know you want to do it. Holy, but it's an asterisk. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, he'll love that anyway. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I and, and we want. We're actually originally we were going to have Chris on. Um, we're, I got to ask him, um, but we want to have him on as well. Just kind of talking. I think it'll be a really good follow up to the country view if we have him on. Maybe next week I'll ask him. The guys probably going to bed at. 6 p.m. in order to get up at 4 a.m. I'm sure those green green. Well, just even going back there. to country view for two seconds, like one, it's got it's probably my like top three favorite course on PEI. It's a very simple little design, but like always have one of the best screens on the island and just whatever it is. I love the layout or the setup. I just I'm I'm a big big fan of that course. I I love it. Yeah. They, they do the tournament good too. They have that style they they go with the friday afternoon kind of split tees yeah saturday morning kind of early and you're out of there by say two three on saturday and the rest of the weekend you kind of have to do other things so and so there there that favors poley there maybe he can actually take a friday <laughs> off yeah <laughs> yeah you know what he'd be off the hook for saturday night get on her there you go um yeah, go celebrate saturday i mentioned in the intro you were two-time PEI player of the year um and I'm I'm new to this whole point system and all the rest by the way when did that when does that stuff get updated I don't know I think I might have gotten three I just looked points. at the PEIGA uh, website to try and do some digging on Andy and the last post was like October 14th 2020 so it'll be soon though because of the Anderson Creek Open that's a points that's an event yeah. all so right well, PEIGA like guys get on that Everybody's, usually, everybody wants to see. I it. remember. I remember last year. I checked. Usually, after an event, they like the points would get updated that next that next mm-hmm. week. And how does so. it work? Is there like? I mean, you'd know obviously with the points race that you had. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're having it. It's yeah. Wednesday. It's I, just Friday. I'm just pouring a yeah. little Celsius here in honor of Jason Pulley. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, with with the points, 
is it pretty straightforward as far as like every tournament is worth the same amount or does it pe- depend on how many are island in the amateurs field? worth double points double yeah it- yeah so what so what it, yeah so well let's get into that a little bit so right <laughs> now right right now pei uses like the the golf canada system where it's like a, it's it's an a thousand point kind of grid and it depends the, the breakdown of the points is how many players are in the event so right now the winner gets like a thousand and second gets like 900 let's say and and then third gets 800 it kind of goes down like that i personally think they should go back to the I system think I they had of three for their anderson grief yeah <laughs> yeah i owe points, well, well, points. <laughs> anyway well, well you should well, that's half, that's half the reason why I kind of want to bring this up. You probably did get points just for showing up. Well, but anyway, so I, I personally think they should go back to the, the system of the head before where it was nine and or or I, not even so much the system they had before. But they, I, th- I just personally think they have to meet more in the middle of, of where there's actually a reward for finishing first, whereas just kind of showing up and finishing 10. And, and not like only po- first, Andy, like finishing second over third. Like really? well, so like well, I'll give you I'll give you a breakdown here. So, in the points, the way it used to be, first was ninety, second was sixty, and third was fifty, I believe, maybe forty-five. One of those. Either way, let well, let's say it was let's say it was forty-five, for example. I may be wrong on that, but but anyway, uh, two third places would equal one first, or be very close. It might have been a little bit more, but let's let's even say it was fifty. So one first place is 90 versus two third places is 100. So basically this is basically a wash either way. The way it is now, one first is 1,000 and two, two thirds is 1,600. So basically just so, – so Lenny, you, you joked that you said you had a bad finish. I bet you you got three 400 points and you probably finished what, like 15th, 20th? Not How many was in the I'm field? Just subtract. I'm actually, I'm actually Five. curious. No, so, I don't know. so whereas the system they used before, I believe the top twelve got points, but like tenth to twelfth got like five or something. Yeah. So, so the year the the I won in twenty seventeen and I won last year. So I was kind of on both sides of it. Where in twenty seventeen I shouldn't have won it, Tim. Tim, I think, finished like second and third, second or third at Avondale. Um, I forget what turn. Mill River, maybe. Me and him finished around the same, and then he won the amateur. So, so it would have been ninety points times two. So he would have got hundred and eighty points, and second got one twenty. So anyway, the only reason I won that year is because he didn't play in the last like three, four events. I don't know what Tim was doing. He was probably watching the Habs or something stupid but anyway um, <laughs> ran into holidays <laughs> yeah but but so so then in, so I'll you I'll, I'll use the 2018 year as an example basically because it was, it was me so I I know a lot of it I'll use that as an example and and Mackenzie so th- this is nothing against Mackenzie I think he's a great guy and a great player I'm just using this as an example in 2018 I there was six maybe seven events I only played I think there were seven I only played in five of them because one I missed, I think it was because of Rose Bowl. Again, my own decision to miss it. But, uh, and then second, I was at UMB. I was at hockey. So I played in five. I won two of them and lost at a playoff in the third. And McKenzie didn't win any, but he won player of the year. 
he won in the points race. Right. Because I think he I think he played in one or two more events. But but he had a couple good finishes in there. Like he Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Play- I know, yeah, I know I exactly him what in you're a saying. Playoff, but I I just think and well and then so I was on the wrong side of that, but then you go to last year, I you could argue Carzy should have beat me. Cuz I I did win an event. I won Mill River, but if if Carzy shows up to Mill River and say finishes second or third, and then I finished second in all the other events like I did, I think Carzy should win player of the year yeah. because the amateurs were so much more. Yeah. It's, a, I pers- it's an interesting. I, yeah. I, I just, I personally think that they should just go to a system where it rewards actually winning a little bit more. That's just my personal opinion. Yeah. Like, cause like right now, Brody McGregor just won the Anderson's Creek open. He could snooze for two weeks, not play. Cause you know, he's got something on the go. And then, you know, have a good finish at the amateur and a couple good finishes and still not end up. It, say he had to work or something yeah. for, say he had to work for Country View and no, Mill River, let's exactly, say. Exactly. Say he misses the next two and there's 10 guys that show up and finish middle of the pack, let's say. Brody'd be in like 11th place yeah. in the points just because he can't show up. Mm-hmm. Now, again, I know, I know, like, sh- there has to be some emphasis on showing up too. I'm not, but I, I just personally think there has to be like where they have to meet in the middle. Yeah. There's probably more. some, I, I'm not some sure. tweaking, some, some tweaking like, can be done like yeah. to, to miss. Like you look at any tour or any, you know, league, not everyone plays every event ever. No. And, and so going back to that, the golf Canada system that they use, it works well. If you have fields of a hundred people, yeah, we have we have fields of what twenty in the championship division, something yeah. like that. Twenty. So, How many? Yeah. Twenty eight. So Twenty eight. Yeah. Bad. So I just I don't know that I I and and I I will I will also preface this by saying I think the PEIGA does a hell of a job. It's like it's like we talked about at the start of this interview where New Brunswick I think only has two or three events. Nova Scotia has like one or two. They have they have some two mans, but. For for stroke single stroke play events, what's PEI have this year? Like eight, seven, or eight? Yeah, there's a lot. They have those one days. They got the yeah. They yeah, got like their, they, they, they almost have they their full tilt, health. and then they added two. Yeah, there's at least seven. Yeah. So anyway, they do a hell of a job. I just I, I think, and I know I'm not the only one that thinks this. I just think the points have to be adjusted either back to where they were, or just kind of a fine tuning where there's a little bit more emphasis on actually winning. Yeah. Like I, if if That's you win. Point. If you like, if if bro, let's say Brody, let's say Brody, he well, he won Anderson's Creek. Say Brody won the amateur. I think Brody should be player of the year right there, just from that. I agree. I don't know if I do. Two wins and the amateur. Um, well, no, no, yeah, two wins, including the amateur. And don't show you, up the rest but, of the year. But somebody else could win. No, 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 no. I shouldn't say don't show up the rest of the year. I just say say he he does okay. But yeah. on, I guess I guess the argument to that would be if. If Carzy or Curtis or whoever went and won like four of the other events, then obviously it's a little different. I, I think yeah. too, Andy. What's totally. broken is you know the amateur being the premier event is our what third event of the year. Like it's a shame that there's not the tour championship style like the finish, like the final. Finish. Yeah, like yeah. like I get it. Like you want your amateur to be a big deal because that you know kind of. A, well, it used to get you to go to the you know yeah. the nationals, yeah. but now yeah. I kind of wish there was a September. Like I know the Maritime Cup's a big thing, and they build towards that. But I wish there was a big tour championship finishing event. 
That, that's yeah. what I wish. Crowbush could no, be our East well, Lake. Did did they not used to have the match play? Did that not determine player yeah, of the year? But geez, that nothing drove me more crazy. Like I, you know, we kind of put a bin in or whatever to host the match play one time, but like eight out of the top ten can't make it that weekend. It's just yeah. like for frig's sake. Yeah, it's, like, it's tough to schedule for sure. But, yeah, but, but like, I don't, I don't, I don't disagree with what you're saying. Yeah, that that would be that would be cool. Yeah, like have a nice. You know, and maybe now, like, doesn't even have to be that much later, we, but just even like a, a month can we and get a half. 15, like, can we get a fifteen million dollar prize? Yeah, um, for, for the winner, we're working on it. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> what would your what would your pit points be like? <laughs> yeah, really. Andy's. Yeah. Oh my God, his been his, yeah. his be like my finish at the Anderson Creek Open, right <laughs> yeah. down near the bottom. Yeah, but I mean Island Open, right? Um, that's usually done on the um, the weekend. What's that thing called? Old home week, yeah, that thing. <laughs> yeah. Old home week, like that's mid August. Your amateurs the first weekend in July. That's another seven weeks of people that were played. They're ready to go, and usually that's the end of the kind of everyone starts to get back to school. So you know, the old home weekish. You know, well, when open. is uh, you've gone to the Canadian Am and such? I'm sure, Andy. When when are usually? I've, I've been to one. Yeah, I've been to one. When are those typically? Because I mean, uh, obviously, first, you're dealing with national first weekend of August. Right, so they do need you. You do need to have it. Yeah, at a certain yeah. time in order to disagree. Grit. You disagree. Totally disagree. And why I say that, you're you could have your amateur squad set from the year before. That gives them time to prep, raise money, and get ready for the. Oh, so in, who wins this year could be next year. Exactly. That's team. your squad. Okay. You, you change your points where they kind of run. You know, you could almost have your points go from. I would you, I would argue that that's too late to wait. You know, you win. You win. Andy wins. This year's amateur, for example, and you know, so he gets to go to the Canadian Am the following year. Like, he, no, he no, could, so, sorry, he'd it, be rotten by then. No, it's the amateur would be the end of your points, the island amateur, and then the points would reset at Stanhope, which is after the nationals. I see what you're saying, and the, and then your points go from Stanhope. Through so the Stanhope and fall oh, finish for, of twenty twenty count for twenty twenty one. Yes, right. Okay, I see what you're saying. So the schedule of the events is no different. It's just when the points start and finish are exactly, different. Right. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. No, I get what you're saying now. I misunderstood. So, like, basically, you know, if you go Stanhope Island Open, Anderson's Creek is actually your third event in the points race. Yep. And then you go Countryview, Avondale, Mill River. I never thought about it like that. That would actually be interesting. And then you wrap up with the Island Amateur, and that's kind of the tour championship or whatever you wanted to do. And then, boom, you're, yeah, yeah, that, you're on a trip that, to yeah. the Hunt Club. Mind blown. <laughs> Wait. This Winner could, gets to go to Kiowa. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're working on that, buddy. Uh, yeah. um, so the uh, driving question here um, if uh, if you had to choose right now, without uh, because obviously you get paid to play in Europe, uh, golf or hockey? In in what context? In the context <laughs> of um, you've already got a you've already got money in the bank. You don't have to worry oh, about go- golf. Golf. If I could be a, if I could be if I could be prime Tiger or prime. Wayne Gretzky, it's Tiger. It's the best life in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you say that? You go to, well, you go to Florida, you go to Texas, you go to California. You're like, it's, you go to all these like unreal places. It's 
That's a no-brainer. <laughs> Same as Bob, Bob Weeks said, uh, we asked him about the curling or golf, and he said, yeah. they don't have golf tournaments in Thunder Bay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. There's a reason well, they don't. Yeah. yeah, exactly. All oh. right, no, I was just kind of curious. I mean... Uh, I think, I honestly think there wouldn't be too many athletes out there, like professional athletes, let's say. If you, if you were like quiz, say NFL players, NBA players. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think a lot of them would say if I could, if you could pick to be one, I think a lot of the, their answers would be professional golfer. So the, easy on the body. To, now, again, this goes back to, like I said before, if you have to be one of guaranteed, you want to like the top, top guys, you want to be grinding for, <laughs> you know, you don't have to have a 10 footer to, to eat, to eat that week, but right. But anyway, right. yeah. 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 So yeah. the the ultimate prize, Andy, the Masters, the Green Jacket, or the Stanley Cup. Ooh, that's a good one. That is a good one. Uh, I think the Stanley Cup, just because it's it's the hardest thing in sports to win. Yeah, I agree. That is the hardest thing to win. Do you think it's harder it's than just the Masters such to win? A, yeah, hundred percent. So. You do, eh? Okay. Well, why? Why do you think that? First, you got to make it to the show, and then you have to beat now thirty-one other teams to get to the playoffs. And then you got to win sixteen games. I, I, I'm, I'm. So I know you're going to be shocked at this, but I, I somewhat disagree. Like one person gets to win the Masters every single year out of the millions that play, whereas thirty-two guys or whatever coaching staff you and can stuff get, get to you. You can get hot. Like maybe the Masters. You know, you can say maybe not, but you can get hot. And win a major in golf. Oh, look at Trevor Immelman. You look, look at, at you know, Mike Weir. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, uh, absolutely. But he is one person. Uh, you know, like that was a, a one person magical 2003. We'll be talking about it forever. Whereas, you, you know, if you're in a team. Of you need 24 30, moving that puck in the right direction, though. Yeah, I think I'm going to stick think, with my I opinion. I still think the Masters would be tougher. I just to think win. with the stale, you know, again. A, a bunch of things have to happen in, in golf too, but I just think in in the Stanley Cup, so many things have to go your way as well. Like you, you can't have any injuries. You have to, you have to have the bounces. You have to, I mean, even the refs calls. How many games in these playoffs are getting one extra call and they score in 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 a, in a power play or stuff? I just think there's so many different working parts in a in a four series of playoffs that have to go your way. Working with twenty, working uh, after in sync with twenty four other guys, it just everything. I just think so much more things have to go your way. Yeah, I mean, it, where, it, it definitely is. I know what you're saying with the tougher because of the whole playoff structure that the NHL and uh, NHL have in has in place. Like it is super super tough to win. I've never even thought about what what's tougher to win between the two. It's a great question. I'm not sure, but anyway, I. Uh, yeah, I just think I, I think Ben had a good description where you can get hot for four days and win the Masters. You have to be good for the whole year to be set up to win the Stanley Cup. You have to have a good regular season, have a good se- seeding. You have to be lucky with injuries. I, I just think I personally think that the Stanley Cup's harder, but I I can see how someone like you would have the someone would have a different opinion on it. Someone like me. Do you, um, Someone like you. Yeah, yeah. I like that. You, you, you tend you tend to disagree with 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 me and and uh, Michael Judson. I'll give him a shout shout out there. <laughs> Any goals uh, moving forward, Andy? Like, what's your 
you know, what's your golf goals moving forward here? I know uh, over in New Brunswick, you said you're going to play in the uh, at Gallon Bray, come over hopefully to play at Fox, but uh, anything that Stay you, away until then, yeah. by the way. Just keep the... A- anything keep moving there. forward you're kind of keeping your eye on or any any goals in, in, in golf, uh, what you're hoping to accomplish? Um, No, like, big goals, like trying to go, like, pro or anything like that. I just, I love... I, I kind of get into the tournaments four or five years ago. Absolutely loved them right from the start. Kind of like Frid said, I was shaking my first couple ones where I was kind of near the lead, just shaking in my boots. I think two years I went 72, like 85 at Avondale two <laughs> years in a row or something just because I can't, ha- couldn't handle it. But I just, I absolutely love them now. I think I'm just kind of going at summer by summer goal wise. Like I think this summer, Obviously, I can't I can't try to defend my player of the year title, but I I think personally I, I'd like to try to win both the New Brunswick and PEI amateur. I think that's a realistic goal if I play play at my top game. And but again, it's going to be very hard to do. There's a lot of good golfers here and the PEI, but I think that that would be a goal for the summer to to try and win both of those if I could. Will you get up to Gowan before the amateur just to see the course and see what it's like? Yeah, I'll definitely try to get up once before I. I think I could break a hundred there my first time without seeing it, but I. But I'd I'd, uh, I'd like to get there. Once I also think before. you could break a hundred. For the record, I I also think yeah. you could break a hundred. And by the yeah. way, for the record, since you keep stabbing me with this, I did not say I didn't think you could break a hundred. I just said it was not a slam dunk first time from those tees. Anyway, yeah. um, I was going to ask Ashley, but Ben brought up a, a good question about goals. Have you ever thought, I mean, you've got the game to do it. Have you ever thought about going like mini tour or going like, you know, taking a shot at it? Or is that just not, never crossed your mind? It's never really crossed my mind. I, I never really took golf super serious growing up. I, I played a crow, I played a crow bush all growing up. I played a ton. I just never really took it overly serious. And then but I remember when I was like 19 or 20, I started getting into the tournaments more. And now, I mean, I love it more than ever, but I just, I love the, I love like the amateur side of it. I, I, I think there's a ton more tournaments for the amateurs. And, and I think it's like you guys kind of discuss every now and then, I think just the diff, like the difference between say a player like me, a plus two or three or whatever for, in the Maritimes, I think if I was to go down to say like a, just a random mini tour event, I'd get smoked. Like just the difference between me to mini tour to corn fairy to it's just those yeah. guys are so good. Yeah. Now, now I don't know if they're thirty-seven shots better good. They may. No, that was a lot of levels still you just get threw through, out but, there. That's... But but no, I, <laughs> I I I I don't I could never really see myself wanting to do that. I just. I love playing in these amateur events around. I, I now one thing I would think I'd like to do though, maybe travel around a bit when life gets back to normal and a couple summers moving forward, playing playing more like Canadian amateurs or Canadian mid amateurs and kind of test test myself there. But no, definitely no plans to try to attempt a golf career or anything. D- defend no. the uh, fall Cavendish Cup, perhaps. That's true. <laughs> that is true. That is well, true. if you don't yeah, take can Brett I go back, back, I'm like. Yeah, can I go back on my golf goals? I got to throw that one in there too. Try to defend that one. If uh, if you don't get Brett back on the team, there could be some issues. I think uh, yeah. during the day, you don't want to mess with that guy. Brett got yeah, a, exactly. he got out of quarantine, eh? Andy, you got out of quarantine two days ago. He's got four rounds in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did he really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
well, four about rounds it. and caught 36 fish yeah. and released them on <laughs> exactly, Instagram. Exactly. Yeah. Was there anything else yeah. that you uh, wanted to bring up? I know that uh, you know you had a couple of, couple of items you, you were hoping to ta- touch on. No, I, I think that pretty much sums up everything. I, 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 I wanted to get, a, get, my, get my opinion over on the pins and a little bit of the, <laughs> the, the, the point system, but no, I mean that that pretty much sums it up for me, guys. I, I appreciate you guys having me on, and I'm hoping hoping this this bubble or hybrid bubble or whatever they're calling it is gonna is gonna work out. And I hope I get to hope I get to start to start uh, making some birdies on you guys at Fox Meadow here. So I'm hoping you <laughs> fall in love with Fredericton and just sort of you know decide to stick around there. And I don't think I speak for myself. <laughs> we we yeah. should line up a match, Andy. Get a, a 506 versus the 902, the Island Green. We could be, hit the road. That's true. That's true. Oh, before yeah. we before we go quickly, what did you think of the replacements that uh, Frid had for you? As you were a first round pick for the Island uh, Island Green uh, draft, and then you know, obviously, we had to, you know, uh, get get a replacement. First, it was Tim, and then uh, it was Tyson. What what were your thoughts on that? Well, with if I'm, it's almost. I think it's almost better. Tim wasn't able to show up. You had hold the four or five would had to fix his hip or his elbow or <laughs> his nine iron probably would have been too upright and he yeah. would have had to go home and bend the flat and, yeah and no Ty- tyson was actually i never even tyson kind of i completely forgot about him, honestly that was actually a great pick he's was he now one question was he hitting all these random shots like drivers off the deck and all like it's some of the flights that he puts on the ball, I've never seen anything like it. It's crazy. He did hit. We, we all hit driver off the deck on the par fives just because it was so windy that day. It seemed like they were all playing into the wind, so we had to if you wanted to get there. And yeah, he was hitting that kind of low ball flight, little cut to it. And on oh. three, he hit two ninety off the deck with his driver into the wind. Yeah, we talked over the back on three. Yeah, it was a stupid so, shot. Yeah. Oh, I played with him a few times at Mill River, and he just hits these ridiculous like. 50 yards slice off the decks to like a back pits crazy he's he's good at it but no no that's it i'm 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 kind of sad i missed out on that day because that seemed like a lot of fun and i would have liked to get a few more chips in it or chirps in it len but anyway i'm sure there there won't be a shortage of that moving forward yeah there probably won't listen buddy that's all the time we have today no <laughs> yeah yeah exactly. but no but th- listen buddy it was great catching up with you and seeing you and uh thanks so much for the time and we'll uh we'll catch up with you soon yeah, no, thanks for having me on, guys. I look forward to seeing you here in a couple weeks, hopefully. No question. All thanks, right, buddy. Steve. Take care. Thanks, Andy. Bye. Okay, that was really fun. I um, it, I, I like the I like the interviews where we're just talking to and just like you know he's your like good buddy. So I like just, the hot topics too. You get into controversial topics. Well, he did some preparation, opinions. and he was telling me when we were asking him to to come on, he was like he went and actually you know. Okay, I want to talk about this. I want to talk about this. And I, that's why I was kind of thinking at the end of like, ah, did, did, did we cover everything that we want to talk about? We didn't have to ask that many questions because we just almost just like you're talking. We asked a couple, but he did. He did want me to mention that um, you know, with with a little further, in case there's anybody in the know about the pins being out, he did want to mention like, is it possible that a person in the group could go with some Lysol wipes and say, I'm going to take the pin out, I'm going to wipe it down, and Bob's your uncle, wouldn't you know? As long as it's lemony fresh. Yeah. You know, why not? Why I'll, not do I'll the put, thing? I'll put a call into Heather Morrison tomorrow morning. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that was actually something that we talked about after, but it, it, and I keep telling the boys that 
it is so far. It'll never get talked about. No, never. No, Even there's a we are billion open. other things. Like think of every other sport too, right? Like right. there's all these little things that you you know that you've adapted since last year. Anyway, no, I don't think it's going to get talked about, but uh, it's too bad because it does kind of affect play. For I d- sure. I do have to make an amends to be uh, right before we went to the interview. I talked about the award for uh, Lori Kane, the winner of the PGA of Canada Women's Championship trophy, is named after Lori Kane, and I mentioned Brooke Henderson. I mentioned earlier that she won Player of the Year, but I was mistaken. The award for Player of the Year for the PGA of Canada will be named after Brooke Henderson. Yeah. So if you're a PGA of Canada member and you win the Women's Player of the Year, the award is will be called the Brooke Henderson Award. Yeah. So. Yeah. Air has been cleared. Not that I'm saying she'll never be Player of the Year because that's probably a... Actually, that's probably a lock. A lock. She will be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so exactly. maybe I'll be right on both fronts, but on this time... Uh, I like to be factually correct as much as possible. Getting back to Steve, yeah, spe- especially since we're, we want to get her on the podcast. Yeah, exactly. Wouldn't that be awesome? Can you go on the podcast, even though I totally butchered your yeah, recent awards award. and accolades? <laughs> um, but, you know, I, and I don't know, Ben, if you've played with Steve before, but, like, I asked him if he could make it, or, like, if he would be interested in going, like, you know, playing mini tours or whatever, and he has no interest. Like, I don't think his game is that far off. Like and I don't know. Like I follow his his scores Len, or whatever. Len, you just said he couldn't break a hundred at Koi. Yeah, I know you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Hey, by the way, I also I did. First of all, I didn't say that. <laughs> yeah, I right. did not say that. Right. That is, it seems to be words being put in my mouth. I did not say he couldn't be break a hundred. I said a plus two. <laughs> it's not a shoe in anyway. But uh, no, but I, I I think that he's like he is certainly steady enough, and he makes enough birdies. And if his putter gets the going, power, the like, power cut. That's why I think Andy would have no issue because of that power cut. Yeah, it's all he hits all day, yeah. every day, every day. But I mean, we've heard stories from other guys, like you know, not to say we've heard lots, but when we had Jason Lonis on, he you know he said he was a real solid player in his day. That's true. Plus two or that's plus true. three, and yeah. he could play, and he could hit it fairly decent at that time. <laughs> and when he went down there. Pretty humbling. He played, you know, the miniest of mini tours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a new experience. And I can't even comment because I've never, well, I caddied a couple times for McKenzie Tour stuff, and but I've never played with Steven, so I wouldn't know, you know. But I don't doubt that he could go down there and, and play and, you know, be proud of how he's playing. But, I mean, to go down there and to say he would compete for, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I don't know about competing or anything else like that. I just think that... He uh, can hold his own. Of, of folks that are around here that I know of that could go down there, um, I, I he'd, he'd be right up there for me. So, if we yeah, like if we had to send somebody down, you have to send somebody from Pete, from Atlantic Canada to go down there, you know, an amateur. Amateur. And you don't, want to, you don't want to be embarrassed. Yep. He would be one of the guys you'd say, I'll send him because he's steady and he's just a real good player and he's going to he's gonna do us good. Yep, yep. Um. All right. Well, we went on for a while oh. with Steve. Don't want to go too, too long with everything else. Okay. Um, but I do want to get into our picks. Um, if you did not see them, I actually spent a little bit, a couple of moments, and I actually went into the um, our back picks since Ben's joined the podcast. Um, he has yet to make a cut, make a dime. Um, we're hopefully going to buck that trend here soon, Ben. But uh, We're high in uh, sponsor uh, money. <laughs> like... <laughs> We, we we have lots of we income. are oh yeah we got lots of income coming in um, but uh, 
Performance has been a little underwhelming, but it's early. We're, it know. is early. It's early in the season. Um, right now, I am leading with 492,500 through three events. Uh, Fred's very close second, 352,396.50. And then Ben has zero. So, um, not, But you sure. know what? Here's the thing. We both miss our cuts with our picks. Ben picks the winner or even second place. He's crushing us. Now all of a sudden he's crushing us. So uh, everything's kind of right did up you, there. I don't know if you've watched any videos this week about the tournament or followed, but like the memorial has changed the golf course. Like, do you remember last year when they were still playing on the back nine? There was the maintenance crew was cutting up the sod on the front nine. They were, they redid all the greens and they were, while play was still going on, they were taking up the grass on the front nine. Really? Yep. They were like, oh, they weren't messing they had around. They had a crew of 20, 25 guys that, no. out there cutting all the sod up and, and ripping up the whole golf course while the tournament was still being played on the back nine. Well, the field's awesome. Oh, my God, amazing. It's, it's an awesome field. Um, so Can I pick first? Yes. Yeah, you can. But before you do, I want to throw out this sub-rule here, boys. Yeah. Um, no more. You, once you pick somebody for the rest of the year, you cannot pick them. Oh, I, I so like that rule. So your Scheffler is now, you're, you're screwed. But somebody else can pick him. Right. But you yourself. So can't I can't take Hoagie again, eh? No, he's he's done <laughs> for the bogey. year, brother. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm fucked. <laughs> I was, was going to ride. Go back to the drawing board for this week, brother. <laughs> I was going to ride Hoagie hard right to the end. <laughs> yeah, and I am. I, I do have to apologize, though, because uh, Higgs would probably be high up on your list at some yeah. point in the future. But anyway, he's no good. Okay, so Scheffler, so Rom, and... You've got Scheffler, Rom, and Burger. I had Spieth, Rom, and Zalatoris, and uh, Ho- you've got Hoagie, Thomas, and Higgs. Unbelievable bad pick. <laughs> Not bad pick, bad timing for Thomas for yeah, missed the cut and didn't get you a cent. Anyway, so let's yeah. start with Ben. Ben, pick this week for the Memorial is... I'm taking uh, Ontario's own Corey Connors Ooh, this week. I like that pick a lot. I He was on my radar. I was going to take Austin Matthews, but um, I don't think he's playing. <laughs> well, he'd be playing golf. Yeah. Yeah, he'd be practicing. No, but Corey Connors, I think uh, he's had some strong finishes, a couple top 20s back-to-back, uh, heading into Memorial. I think he can do some damage, so Corey Connors is my pick. Good, hey, pick. Good pick, buddy. I get to go second because I'm second in the money standings. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Colin Morikawa. All right. That's a good pick, too. Really solid tee to green, putting. I'm just – I hope it can come through this week. He's got the claw grip going. but Okay, I'll put in Colin for you. Um, for me, I'm actually – I set out the rule, and now I'm regretting it because I kind of want to pick Jordan Spieth again because he's just a top 10 machine right now. Um, however, I'm going to go with the Masters champion. I'm going to go with Hideki Matsuyama. He had a pretty good outing last week in his return to the PGA Tour. Was it last week or two weeks ago? Anyway, and uh, I don't know. I just, I mean, he's 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 hot. He doesn't have typically, and you guys correct me if I'm wrong, typically when Masters champions return or they take a bunch of weeks off because of the Masters champion. I remember Mike Weir did. He came back and he was like, like he missed a bunch of cuts. It, I don't, master's hangover. Kind of a master's he hangover. Drinking, he was drinking yeah. his own wine there for a while. <laughs> Just like, yeah, absolutely. Then like we were wine. <laughs> like Benny's hangover. I don't. <laughs> I never get hungover. I don't, you know, yeah, I think it's a thing. But uh, anyway, I don't think it is with Hideki. So I'm going to pick Hideki. I like. Um, I liked Phil's comment when he shot 73 the first round of the tournament after we got back. Yeah, I shot 73. Yeah, I played terrible. 
But I'm the PGA champion. <laughs> I love it. I know. He's changed my mind about Phil. I like. I love his quips now. Yeah. Um, boys, was there anything else you wanted to go over? I didn't have any other notes that I uh, wanted to talk about myself. No, I think we got into it pretty good there with Steven and uh, had some... I'm looking forward to this weekend. Uh, country View. And, oh, let's pick a Country View winner. Yeah, I'm down for that. Well, okay. well, well, we saw the draw. Yeah, the draw literally came out as we were talking. Okay. Um, for our listeners, if you go on our, I'm going to do the same giveaway I did for the prize pack. So you got to pick the winner. And then if you do, um, if someone else has picked the winner, pick a winning score. And then the closest who wins the score is going to win something. So go online and, and tell us who your pick to win winning score is going to be. Hmm. Who wants the first pick? Lenny, we'll go reverse order this time. That means I have to go in the middle both times. Uh, I pick my. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I would not, I, why are you laughing so hard, Ben? Um, I, think, I like the confidence. So we, I like. I like to make the cut. <laughs> with the guaranteed two round cut. I like to make that. Um, you know who I'm going to pick? I'm going to pick. Um, I'm going to pick Tyler Hashmi. Good uh, pick. He obviously had no idea he finished second place last week um, because he told me as much yesterday. Um, but uh, he bombs the ball. He's probably the like one of the furthest hitters there, and um, he—I mean, he was under par. He, there was also, one under, or just one don't over. Take or whatever. It, don't take it for granted. Not take it for granted. We'll take whatever. Very sneaky, comfortable group. Chris Welton, who's back on PEI. Yep. And Mike Irwin, Belvedere guys, really good friends. Yep. That makes a difference. So you get off to a good start in that opening round. It can set you up for the second day. Who, who was the third in that oh, one? Well, Tyler Hashmi, Mike, Mike Irwin. Irwin. Oh, he was four years old when Welton lived on the island. <laughs> 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 You're not lying. Uh, You're not lying. It's like you probably met for the first time yesterday. All right, I'm going second. Yep. I'm going to go a little bit off the radar, because that's what I like to do. And I'm going to go with Alex Taylor. Yeah. Yeah, I can see why. I don't know anything about his game this year, but I mean, obviously, the well, he's lead green, green uh, yeah, he'll cutter. Know, he'll know how he'll they know roll. All, and yeah. he'll, he'll know where all the pins are. Yeah, he will. Yeah, that's a very knowledge. Court, you're going with course knowledge. Going on with this course one. knowledge, and he's a really good player. So, yeah, yeah. What do you think, Ben? I'm going with Brody McGregor to uh, go back to back. I like it. He like it. He uh, he won. He won your tournament, so you're gonna ride the hot horse. Yeah, I'm going with Brody McGregor. I think he shoots. Uh, 72-68. Okay. So he comes from behind again, because I think there'll be a couple boys under par first round, and then he comes back and lights it up day two. 100%. Okay. I did get to play, besides we well, before we leave, I did get to play with Brody. We talked about, um, uh, I think I talked about it there last week, but he is he's methodical and just, like, he doesn't hit bad swing. Like, his, so, his tempo's good, his balance is perfect. It's it's really I mean I had a blast playing with him like it's really quite good so I can definitely see him doing well and I'm not surprised that he won the first one so that being said gentlemen we will uh, we'll wrap it up and uh, thanks again to Stephen and uh, oh we do need a couple more we need a couple more folks to use the old uh, green 100 promo code on Coolbet if you wouldn't mind if you're new to the gambling world. Um, or if you want to bet on uh, Montreal now, taking it uh, deep into the playoffs now that the Leafs are gone, jump on CoolBet and uh, use the code GREEN100. Um, it would help us out a lot. Um, we're 
we were, we were told by Coolbet we're a couple away from a, from a nice uh, referral bonus, so that would be unbelievable. Um, and uh, once again, thanks to uh, Stephen Anderson for jumping on the uh, podcast. And if anyone out there knows any anyone that might be interested in uh, reaching an audience of uh, thousands of captivated golfers in the uh, age group of twenty to f- who knows uh contact us so with that have a good night guys see you next week boys see you bye